This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text the show on 812.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the radio. Email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Beautifully done. Hey, that I think you're really settling into that via thing. Yes, it's, it's a nice word, via. It mm-hmm. uh, gives you some places to go. I like like the uh, Wizard of Oz uh, follow, the follow, the Frank Skinner show. That's all it is. Frank, we've already had some um, someone contacting us about you. About about me? Yeah, (laughs) that sounds that sounds ominous. Go on. I wouldn't say it's ominous, but uh, it's Gracie and Nelson just saying how dapper you looked on the evening of the Absolute uh, gig recently. Well, um, Bob Monkhouse who I worked with, said to me that Ted Ray, another famous British comedian slightly before him, had said to him, don't say anything too funny in the first, uh, the beginning of your set because the audience like to spend the first couple of minutes looking at your suit. Which I do not, I think that is a trap from an older comic. Gracie and Nelson say uh, some lovely... Uh, brown suede Chelsea boots. They're just offering some shoe advice. Mm. Now to they, go with what, what? They weren't throwing shade on your shoes, but they are that really because they're saying some lovely brown suede Chelsea boots, preferably designer in brackets, mm, yes, would have lifted got, the whole ensemble. They've got me all wrong. Emily you were is, wearing you were wearing wellies though, with the right yeah. and left written on the wrong feet, weren't you? Yeah, exactly. Well, I think <laughs> comedy know, from homage. all from all areas is important. When you go on like that. You yeah, do Jimmy I could, Cricket homage these days. I'm happy up. with Swade. I mean, one of the few places you're safe in Swade is indoors. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were the shoes you were wearing, out of interest? They were, if you want to, if you're real, they were a pair of brown slip-ons from, is it Ske- Sketchers, they're called. Oh, okay. Very. You want a nice, comfortable shoe on stage, you know you what I mean? You do. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I don't want to. Uh, I don't want to be pinched when I'm on stage. Mm. Oh no, uh, that's happened to enough radio presenters. Yeah. So um, well, okay. I'm glad people noticed. Thank you. Get you. You know, you do a night of comedy, and that's that's the comment. Nice yeah. suit. <laughs> Honestly. So um, because a lot of these comics are just you know t- t-shirt and jeans comics. Yeah. What are you wearing nowadays, Al? I've been wearing um, <laughs> some dark jean-type trousers. Oh, you're not, you haven't gone suit. You haven't gone man in a suit. Uh, not not for non-corporate gigs. Oh, okay, of course, <laughs> obviously and, for corporate. You and I make quite an often, I quite often favour a John Smedley Sea Island cotton polo shirt. And <laughs> <a> <laughs> and I didn't feel we were going to go that deep. <laughs> Oh, didn't you? No. Oh, I took your question very seriously. Yeah, John Smedley never even Can I just say, I'm so proud of how our show avoids the obvious tropes that here we are, you and Alan, discussing what you're wearing. (laughs) Can I play... I'm actually in the market for some new John Smedley gear to wear on stage. Oh, no, that sounds sounds like, can you send me some free stuff? (laughs) I would love that, but it's really beggy, isn't it? No, I'm I'm anti. I'm I'm anti. Yeah. Yeah. Don't send Al any free stuff. Don't. John, if you're listening, 
listening, don't. Can I listen? There's a bit of talking in this as well, but I, I want to see if you can tell me what this uh, sound is. Okay. okay. Right, they are, um, I don't know the technical terms, so they're like monkey things. Are they? Yeah, they sound like car alarms, don't they? I thought it was like seagulls or like I know. dogs. Or they're really I amazing. What I was listening to. I, I, I should have got the technical name, but that's the, that's the noise they make. And the reason I've recorded that is that um, I slept at London Zoo on, uh, on Saturday <laughs> night. Um, wow. Now, in my drinking days, I slept in all sorts of unusual places, but this was a bit more bona fide. Um, and you had the fezzes on the desk, <gasps> which if you're a new reader, you won't know means we have to move on uh, to other things. But I'll be back and tell you more of it. Let's just say, Sunday morning, I was woken by, <laughs> not those, I was woken by flamingos. <laughs> How camp is that? Um, so Meanwhile, yeah, over in the flamingos. Yeah, and the, I have a special attachment to the flamingos because although this doesn't happen in my road, there are there's a road near us where they have pink bin bags, <laughs> and when they are um, on the floor, they look like um, a gathering of um, I don't know what the collective noun is for. Uh, actually, somebody sent me. Yes. Can you pass me that letter, Sarah? Thank you very much. About this for a bit of... Um, um, Martin... I in my hand a letter. Yeah, Martin Cheek, who, um, who um, wrote to me, and he's brought out a calendar, oh. which is... Um, it tells you um, the collective nouns for various creatures. You know what I mean? You know the famous one for crows, for example? Oh, yeah. Yes. So go on, what's crows? A murderer of crows. Exactly. What about otters? Oh, um, a cacophony of otters. Oh, that's a good attempt, I think. Um, <laughs> it's one a caravan. Is it a caravan oh, of caravan. otters? It's actually a romp. <laughs> no. They're my otters. kind of animal. Yeah. Um, monkeys, I think, uh, we know, don't we? Elephants. I'll do one more because... OK, uh, come on. Foxes. It's uh, a good one. One syllable. Uh, oh, I don't know. Uh, a go on, Al. You give it a go. A screech. Oh, so close. A skulk. Oh, Is lovely. It really? Yes. So um, anyway, he sent me that, and has, and he's he's written verses uh, to illustrate all of those things. But I don't know what it is for uh, flamingos. But anyway, um, we were we were staying. You can stay overnight at the zoo. So you lie in bed, and you can hear the lions. Um, I would have said roaring, but apparently that sound is a sort of... You hear that, and it's not right. roaring. Roaring is when they're in distress. Can't really imagine lions in distress. No. But um, it, they call it coughing, weirdly. Do they? Um, but you can hear it. It echoes through the night. You know what I mean? Oh, is it quite chilling? It is a bit chilling. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't want one too adjacent. Did I tell you I saw a very early MGM film? I must have told you this before. And it was a silent movie with Lon Chaney, uh, the Man of a Thousand Faces, mm. and. Um, 
They had the the lion, you know, the MGM lion. Mm-hmm. But it was they have the circle, you know, where the lion looks through, and um, it was a silent movie. So the lion just <laughs> looks at you. It's just a bit with the lion looking through a portal type thing with MGM on it, and then it and then it goes to somewhere else. No roar, not even like. You could see its mouth move, and they put "grr" in a subtitle thing. It's just sat there. It's just just looking at you. A bit like it's cut back to the studio, and the cam and the people on screen don't know that it's Exa- back on yet. Exactly, exactly <laughs> that. Like someone sitting opposite you on the bus. What are those kind of uh, looks? Yeah, it's very strange. Anyway, so we could hear that. We were in... Oh, there are um, the lodges that you sleep in. Those weren't just me. There was other uh, other. Oh, I people. love it. Old Master Skinner the down at the people. lodge. We were in Donna Lodge. And oh. they're all named after Santa's reindeer. Kebabs. Oh, right. Yeah, no, not after various kebabs. The Shish <laughs> Lodge. I don't know about you. I'd be struggling a bit after that. <laughs> Any other Guam. kebab offers? <laughs> um, yeah, just two lodges, Shish yeah. and Don. That's it. Now, Donna is usually paired with Blitzen, if you remember, in the um, uh, in the Santa's reindeers. Oh, yeah. So they're I'm the names of the... Uh, reindeers. They can't be that all the year round, can they, named after the reindeers, the lodges? Oh, probably They've got not. it painted on the front, so, you know, it looks permanent. There's a waiting list to have your name on, but um, sadly, Santa's reindeers are immortal. I have some questions. Not sadly. I'm glad they are. Go on. I have some questions which will be coming up shortly. Yeah, more, fa- more fares action. the room service facilities in the zoo. Please do. Okay. I'm, I'm, keen, to, I'm keen to share. Thank you. I um yeah we just had an interesting we were just talking about the demise of butterscotch <laughs> as a flavour you know you don't seem to get butterscotch things I was talking about a particularly there used to be a thing called Ed's Diner mm-hmm. which was a, I don't know if it still exists it's a chain of these what they call American diners mm-hmm. and um, the sort of place where in a film. There's like a, a sort of a big dangerous bloke sits at the counter and is a bit gets a bit fresh with the beautiful waitress. Those kind of places. Mm. Yeah. And they did a butterscotch milkshake, which was through the ceiling. Lovely. And I like I've... it. I like it when our off-air chat um, can bleed into the on-air chat on the show. But so much of it is um, what I think the lawyers call actionable. Mm. So it's uh, it's nice when it's just about like butterscotch and sweets that we miss. Speak for yourself. I, yeah, I um, I don't think there'll be any legal action taken about butterscotch. Oh, there has been a suggestion people. from Emily Dean that it's been replaced by caramel secretly. Yeah. Frank. What about salted? What is this whole salt? Mm. I think people thought we can't have scotch anymore because it sounds too dangerous for children. But we'll put salt, so it's a bit dangerous. Yeah. But not quite. You, you know, people don't end up sleeping in gutters because they have too much salt. I don't know if you can use salt anymore. I think Salt Bay has um, oh God, he owns the he copy really, right now. He uses so much salt, that guy, doesn't he? <clears throat> Frank, we've heard from 930, a gathering of flamingos is a flamboyance. Is it really? I'm not sure I believe. It's, um, I want to believe. Made up. It's a lot of flam. There's a lot of flam in it. And 436 has got in touch with, in response to the recording you played, saying that was the sound of the lovely Jimmy and Yoda 
It was Jimmy and Yoda. I know their names, I just don't know their species. Father and son, white-handed gibbons. White-handed gibbons. If you I think mean, that's bad, Frank, try it when you're in the room with them. Yes, <laughs> I have. It hurts. And he tries to go to the bathroom on you too. I probably should clarify, it's a former keeper here. Ah, OK. Isn't that Not lovely? an intruder. No, no, no. no. Tries to get to the toilet on you too. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for that. I mean, we all like different stuff. Yeah. So we had. So anyway, we had an entire night there, and um, we had some dealings with my favourite. And do you remember my favourite animal that I got into at the zoo before and spoke about a bit too long on the show because I'd got slightly obsessed? Was the Komodo dragon? Oh yeah. Who is the the hardest animal in the animal kingdom? Is that right? Oh, man. They're horrible. They're absolutely lethal. When they, they're, The only predator of the Komodo dragon is other Komodo dragons. <laughs> <laughs> and when they're little, they sleep in trees. They live in the tree because it's too dangerous for a small Komodo dragon to go on the ground. Mm. And eventually, when they get to a certain weight where they fall out of the tree because they're too heavy and then they know they're big enough to walk about... <laughs> Right. Fabulous, oh. fabulous system. These are the ones who spit um, kills you. If, if they give you a bite and you get away, the spit is poisonous. So you will die anyway and they'll track you down and eat you. Yeah, but they've got a good PR because sharks get all the flack mm-hmm. and the KD is infinitely worse, I would say. Yeah, and they don't. sharks aren't windfall animals <laughs> like uh, the Komodo. <laughs> Dragon. This was a fairly rare characteristic. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. By the way, I don't know, just as a, a, a little um, interruption in this, but Sarah, the producer, her mum has knitted me a jumper. Is that right? Yes, yeah, very uh, nice. I'd be honest, it's a little bit snug. And that's not the fault of the jumper because the jumper's perfect. But you know, you get to an age where you don't, you can't handle snog anymore because it's unforgiving. Speak for yourself. Yeah. Well, I do speak for <laughs> myself. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I'm, we're, we're hoping it can be expanded in some oh, way, yeah. or I can be. Uh, what's the opposite of expanded? Shrunk. Mm, okay. Contracted. I was hoping there was something like distended, but that sounds horrible. Contracted? I don't know. Anyway. Is, yeah, can't yeah. you go on a rack or something? Well, it's that? Christmas coming up, so that jumper's not going to get any looser on me. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. But it's a lovely, it's a great two weeks you knitted a whole jumper with like fancy stitches. What a gift it is. Guess what length a Komodo dragon grows till? Um. I thought he was going to say a jumper. <laughs> uh, a, a Komodo dragon, I reckon, could get up around the seven feet. Ten feet. Ten feet. Ten feet. Disgusting. That's that's a big uh, that's a big KD. So take us back to the zoo, Frank. I wouldn't want one of them dropping out the tree on me. <laughs> no. I mean, they're so scared. There's a level of scariness which they, you know, they are at the very peak. Why do people go and see them? They'll say, oh, I went to the, where are they, Galapagos? They're in Indonesia, aren't they? Why would you, oh, I went to see the special island with the Komodo dragons. Why? Well, no, Mm. but I'm utterly fast. They are my favourite animal. And the keeper there, the keeper said, he has to go in with it, which is obviously, (gasps) you know. And he said, what you have to get to a stage where it sees you in some middle ground between foe and food. 
Shut up. And it, it has to like be just be bored with you. But if it's if you fall into foul food, you're in enormous trouble. I tell you something. I just want this. Someone I want to run by you, which I think might interest you in particular, Emily. Mm. What do you do when? Do you finish your scent, your perfume <laughs> bottles to the absolute <laughs> limit? <laughs> Or is it oh, like hand soap? Question. You know when the tube doesn't quite reach the last dregs, do you think, oh, well, I'll chuck it? I'm very glad you asked me that question, Frank. I have changed my entire attitude towards fragrance buying. Mm. I no longer have mm. a signature scent. That concept is becoming rather dated. Now I have a scent library. Oh, that's Ooh, a that's nice, nice idea. Do you use the Dewey? <laughs> So, on a Tuesday, yeah. I'll see what takes my fancy. It might be a it's gone a bit. It's gone a bit, Craig, David. This, I didn't see. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see this coming. Oh, I'm really? I'm chills on Sunday. That's what I'm guessing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is it, it's like bibs. Yeah. So, <laughs> I just see, because I think it's about mood, and it. this mm-hmm. morning, I happened to be in... I believe, I can't quite remember, but I believe it was a lovely, slightly uh, leathery Louis Vuitton scent I put on. Oh, leathery Louis Vuitton. And then I layered it. Is that how he's known? (laughs) Uh, All those years in (laughs) Saint-Tropez, he gets them all in the end. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Here comes leathery Louis. LLV. Oh, leathery Louis. Lovely Louis. Can you imagine the uh, the, the fashion designers all singing that? Shh, here he comes. And then I layered it with some blossom just to soften it. So the scent library, I do a lot of layering and I suggest you treat scent as a library, but I'm guessing you've asked me this question because you've got some... uh, some scent dilemmas of your own. Well, no, I've asked you for a very. <laughs> I um, I don't, I don't. Bad guess. Um, You're not no. playing the chat show game. No. It's not, it's not the library I favour. But um, I've got a very interesting fact about scent, which I shall tell you after this. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Um, this is uh, Frank Skinner on. Uh, is it? No. No, it isn't. Sorry, it I is. thought it was. It is. It is. Yeah, but I just thought... Time um, you tell us. It's had that yeah. kind of uh, on-the-hour thing feel to me. Oh, awful. Can we return <laughs> to the subject of the scent library, please? Ah, yes. Oh, yeah. Frank Skinner. Well, the reason I brought up the the scent thing is I just wondered what happened to the, the, the scrag ends of yeah. scent. The, the the bots as they call them in the cigarette world. Mm-hmm. The reason is that in the midst in the middle of the, it was probably about ten o'clock at night, I suppose, maybe half nine. We were wandering around the zoo in the dark, mm-hmm. looking at in things like the spider house, and um, we were taken into the uh, the belly of the beast where things are, the foods prepared for the animals and stuff like that. But they also make things um, to sort of stimulate their brains. And um, the monk now here's an interesting um, plural uh, dilemma: mongoose. <laughs> oh. oh yeah, mongooses or mongeese? You see, mongai. Mm, I would be no. so tempted to say everything in my being wants to say mongoose, but I would fight that and hold mm. my nerve and stick with mongoose. Okay. <laughs> um, 
anyway, they like scented stuff. So we were given chunks of rope. Right. And then we were given this box came out which was full of bottle perfume bottles with the little bit in the bottom. Oh. And they said, yeah, people um, donate their... Um, the scent they're finished with. The last drops, as it Yeah, and then we spray them and you can try different cocktails on one piece of rope and see which ones they go for. And I thought, where where is that canvassed, the scent (laughs) donation? (laughs) Have you ever heard anyone say, yeah, I send my... uh, What I do is I send my old perfume to London Zoo for the the mongoose population. (laughs) How do they get it? It's been kept... You remember, there used to to be a thing on the telly when I was a kid is that you save the silver tops from milk bottles and you Mm -hmm. could get a guide dog for it. You never... Blue Peter never said, and don't remember, tell tell your mums, because it would have been just mums, tell your mums to keep their scents for the the mongoose. Yeah. Um, So, very strange. You don't often see the fragrance donation appeals around this time of year. Although, I would say it's it's given me pause. Mm, Very good. Because, Kenneth Williams, (laughs) (laughs) because I do have a number of fragrance bottles with uh, just a small, I know, yeah, yeah, just Just a little bit. Just the dregs. I don't like dregs, Al. I don't like dregs. Oh, come on. (laughs) Um, That was all I used to hang around with in the (laughs) 80s. I, um, I'll tell you what's interesting about your scent library. Oh, thank is, you. Do tell. Is that there are women of my past who I th- remember by the scent that they always... Like, there was a woman I knew... Seriously? ..who always wore Miss Dior. Uh-huh. And, How old was she? And, uh, <laughs> I haven't remember, heard anyone wear that since 1950. Remember, I've been, I, I go back a long way. <laughs> I mean, um, she's one of the few who's, who's still with us. Uh, and um, not that I'm a serial killer, I'm just old. Uh, <laughs> And um, I, I sort of like the idea that that, uh, that was, you know, when, when there was a knock came on the door, I knew I could feel the Miss Dior coming through the letterbox. Mm. I knew it was her. If she had a library, it would be um, Potluck. Not that I'd have been... <laughs> as long as it was someone in perfume, <laughs> would have been all right. But um, so, yeah, so I think that's changed. I think, as you say, people used to have their... No, the signature scent is no more. Mm. Mm. That's because what, each day... That's what, you know, there was a mongoose saying that to me just <laughs> Saturday night. <laughs> exactly that. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Right, that's A. B, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Or C, email the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Multiple choice Mm -hmm. here on Absolute Radio. Okay. I liked it when you slightly argued with the Foo Fighters uh, song title there. I enjoyed that. Yeah, Learn to Fly. I mean, what about Learning to Fly? Something a bit more gentle than a command, I think. (laughs) 
Yeah, consider learning to fly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, Maybe check, check out learning to fly. <laughs> We've had a missive in from Darren Cook. Okay. Who sent Cookie! us... <laughs> oh. I bet he's called Cookie by his mates. Or Dazza. Yeah. He's uh, maybe maybe they're going to be clever. Maybe they've just called him the chef or something. Maybe they called oh, him Washington. Yeah, yeah. Chef. Oh yes. DC. Okay. Anyway, that'd be lovely, actually, Frank. Yeah. A lovely bit of wordplay if they had. Mm-hmm. Darren says. DC says. Uh, guess what bargain my mate found in TK Maxx this week? Hashtag Lewis Chessman. Oh. A vast Lewis Isle of Lewis chess set. Okay, oh. what, what what kind of price are we talking? Uh, uh, the DC close friends, close friends, <laughs> I, close friends. I believe get to call him DC. Yes, providing Frank. Um, close friends get to call him DC. Providing it's with dignity. Okay, I've got. I, I, I know what. I don't think I knew that lyric. It's it sounds Did like I miss all the rehearsal by, for this week's show. Yeah. <laughs> All by Eckett's whipping to see, I thought it was. I believe that no one knew what it was and someone actually called Hannah Barbara or oh, Hannah yeah. Barbera. Just going through my notes, I cannot find this bit in the script. <laughs> and asked them, what are those lyrics? And they confirmed it was providing its with dignity. OK. Anyway, the Lewis Chessmen... DC, if you could let us know the cost. Yeah. I mean, it might I'll be the same. How much? The, um... <laughs> The, the radio team bought me the Lewis Chessman chess set for my birthday on one year, which is uh, which, which was a full-sized um, chess set. Mm, mm. Mm. And, uh, have you played it? Check I, you know out. what, I have played Buzz had a, my son had a, uh, he had a, a spurt of playing chess, seems to have gone a bit now. He was in a chess club at one point. Can you imagine that? I, I mean... I legit I love before, that. I, I say... I, I say I legit love that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going to say that all the time now, I think. I, Al, Alan Cochran, by the way, likes chocolate limes. We've discovered <laughs> yes. off air. Mm. Yeah. I, I find them... often, but... Nice. I'll tell you what I find. I find them a bit... Um, Very cri- t- a bit crystalline. Very splintery. Right. I find they splinter at the bite. Mm-hmm. Very tart. Do you find them tart? Uh, yeah, but we all know there's a bit of ch- chocolate if we just yeah. keep going. I'm Sometimes we get um, we get a text message in that's almost like a short story in uh, in its completeness. Get this, uh, five four two was texted. When I was a child, I was sat on a bench at London Zoo and Kenneth Williams sat next to me. Carl in Brighouse. Mm. That's a lot. I'm that glad it ends there. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I, I, I like that owl. Child. He was charming. I sense that owl's a bit touchy about the chocolate limes. Change the subject <laughs> quite. I mean, oh. quite a handbrake turn on the subject. No, Thought, hold on, I don't like this. No. I don't like this. The chocolate <laughs> that was off air. Some things are private. <laughs> I've got a strong sense of that. I'll, I'll get wait, What have I got here? The Kenneth Williams. That might get me out of this privacy what, hole. I don't, I don't want to be washing my chocolate limes in public. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Al. I brought up the chocolate limes thing. I had no Fine. idea. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, Luke Balmer 
has got Who? Luke Balmay. Okay. Oh, Luke. Luke. <laughs> yeah, it didn't quite work with Luke, does it? No. Or no, Balmay. Yeah. He sounds like he might be. Uh, he sounds like he might be a nose in grass. A yes. nose in grass. What does so that? Someone mean? who creates a scent in oh, the perfume region, okay. France. Um, Luke Balmay says, "Well, don't you think it might sound like a fragrance house?" Balmay. Yeah. Luke Balmay. Uh, I believe it would be um, apprehension by Balmay. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, it might be Luke Balmet. And that's a bit different. Yeah. Anyway, I believe Komodo dragons are from the island of Komodo, or have I fallen into a cruel reader's trap? I think you're correct, although I believe the island of Komodo is in Indonesia, which I did say. I'm going to be straight. For all my sight obsession with them, I don't know where they come from. You know, I think Komodo is an Indonesian island. If I'm incorrect, please feel free to point that out. I've focused completely mm. on their savagery <laughs> rather, <laughs> rather than their um, geography. Exactly. You don't care where Vinnie Jones is from. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Neither did uh, the manager of Wales. <laughs> oh, that's a lovely God, football. That's, an old, that's a very old piece of football satire. <laughs> oh, I enjoyed it, though. Well, did you notice I um, stuck with Vinnie Jones because I felt he, he wouldn't sue, whereas I feel the modern ones. Who's in the modern... Um, Savagery. Yeah, the sort of uh, football hack, dangerous violent defender. Violent footballer type? Oh, I don't know. You know the violent football? used to be like Chopper Harris at, yes. um, yeah. at Chelsea and... Uh, Tommy Smith at Liverpool, Norman, bite your yeah. legs, Hunter. I don't know if there is anyone with an <laughs> with a, a a nickname like. Um, we yeah. should just uh, explain, perhaps, that Norman, bite your legs, Hunter. That that wasn't a nickname. It was just nominative determinism. Yeah, exactly, it's been like, it's like kind of exactly guy. like Chopper Harris was actually <laughs> called Chopper Harris. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, so I don't, I don't know who's in that chair now. No, we'll like, think on it. It'd be like something like Dave VAR <laughs> Jackson. <laughs> Dave, Dave, three match suspension, Barlow. It'd be like, like <laughs> My favourite nickname like that was. Uh, well, there was two. There was a boxer called Carl the Truth Williams, and I think the truth is a great <laughs> nickname. But Dave Harry Bassett, the Wimbledon manager, um, this, it just it, it worked so badly. <laughs> Dave Harry Bassett, it just felt like someone listing their dogs or something. But um, that's <laughs> what he truth. was called. That is what he was called. Oh, I love the truth. <laughs> I love. <laughs> I love the truth. I'm old, old Mrs. Williams used to say that. I suppose. Oh, you know what? I love the truth. I think it's. I think yeah. No, I'm not going to mention <laughs> the football. I was going to mention. Okay. I have to enough. be so careful these days. Um, that's very true. <laughs> well done. <laughs> We've had a message in for about the MGM lion that we were discussing earlier. Um, uh, you mooted that you had seen a silent film um, where the MGM lion didn't even move as if it was roaring. No, it just looked. Uh, yeah, it just stared. And, and here's the uh, 
Here's the email. Just listening to the show and your comments on the silent staring MGM lion. Did you know the amount of roars from the lion was a signal about how good the film was? Three roars meant it was excellent, two meant good, and one meant it was bad. The silent stare from the lion must mean that the film you were watching was a bit of a shocker. And then there's some praise, which I won't read out. I am, what, three roars? H75. Uh... I, yes. <laughs> I find that's got urban myth written oh, all over yeah. it, hasn't it? I, I don't know if... I mean, surely they're not in the business of telling you that you're about to watch a shocking film. No. Surely they'd be more likely to hype I'm, it. I'm very relieved, Al. three I thought, lines on everything. I thought you were saying, surely they're not in the business, these people, if they believe this story. I didn't... I thought you were being oh, no. showbiz. Well, I think... Um, if imagine, imagine a difficult actor finding out the system and then realising that he got a silent roar on the front of it I mean oh god that'd be a terrible conversation I like the idea of it though I like the theory me too but uh, as you say three lions can't get much better than that (laughs) <laughs> so <Wow-y>. yeah, <laughs> Look, I don't make the rules. <laughs> um, what else? I love. I don't make the rules. I don't make the rules. To justify your boasting. To be fair, no, I don't. It's it's, it's true. I don't make them. David Calderly. Mm. Has got in touch. Debo! Are <laughs> you going to do this all morning? <laughs> Can I just point I've been out? another familiar with the, the readers today. DC. Oh, yeah, another DC. Mm. They're all over. What us. does this all this mean? It's a veritable Mount Rushmore here this morning. Nothing from Marvel. Yeah. No. Uh, oh, you have to bring it back to your weird comic things. All right. Okay. Um, <laughs> David Calderley, we were talking, you were talking earlier, Frank about the disappearance of the concept of butterscotch. Yes. Wonderful, Agatha Christie. And David Calderley says, Good morning, Frank, Emily and Al. You can get Angel Delight in butterscotch, even a healthy, sugar-free version. Wow. Now, I did not know that, that you could even still buy Angel Delight. Oh, Oh, okay. But butter... And Scotch, both name checked in the title, and yet it is healthy. Those must have been two priorities on your shopping list once. Oh, yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, of course, hairspray, uh, just to give it that extra bit of zing. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. 3.11 has been in touch. 3.11, Okay. The lion roar was, in fact, a tiger's roar. You're joking. And it was recorded after The Lion had been filmed at MGM. That is... That <laughs> is like... Um, you know when you find out in My Fair Lady that Audrey Hepburn was actually miming to the songs that she didn't do the singing? Even The Lion. Yeah. Even oh. The Lion was miming. I, I mean, feel the same way as, uh, about this as I did about Millie Vanilli. Exactly. Oh. Um, I'll tell you what's an interesting uh, how times have changed. I remember there was a big scandal when it was discovered that the monkeys, and this is with a double E, didn't play their instruments. I'm glad you clarified that. I thought it might be another zoo. Uh, zoo <laughs> exactly. That's why I, I thought in the context of this morning I'd clear that up. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And that was like, oh, man, they don't play their instruments. Whereas most mm-hmm. boy bands now, never yeah. seen an instrument. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't go near one. I mean, I have to say, Frank, I don't feel quite as outraged as you by the revelation about the MGM mm. lion being a tiger. Well, you'd think they could get a lion that roared a bit. As I say, yeah. roaring technically is when they're distressed. Oh, there's, lot, there's, there's names for different um, bits. Oh, well, look at you, the lion expert now. So three, ti- three tiger roars for a good film, <laughs> as it yeah. turns out. Why didn't they just have a tiger? It's not like you'd think, <laughs> I don't think much of MGM. They've got gone tiger instead yeah. of... True. It's, you know, it's, it's an impressive creature. It's good enough as Frosties. Yeah. yeah, true. Maybe that was why. I think a rival film company, if they've had any sense about them, would have done just that. Mm-hmm. I'd have had Julie Goodyear in a tiger <laughs> top, tiger print top. She never wore lion. There's nothing to You don't see people wearing lion print. Yeah. There is no lion print. Rubbish. It's leopard print. Leopard, leopard. tiger. Yeah. I've seen zebra. Yeah, no one says, oh, do you like this new lion print? My new lion print? What do you mean? <laughs> Fur collar? <laughs> Sexist, of course, that's only the males that have that. Yeah. Oh, I love it when you check yourself. I saw a lioness at the zoo that was lying, lion lying by a radiator. That's a fabulous sort of domestic pet thing oh. to do. Obviously, they don't do it in the jungle because radiators are at a premium. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, it's a lovely, natural, real thing for a thing to oh, do. I've just realised, Frank, mm-hmm. the Tiger King is sort of a pun on the Lion King. Yeah. You know what? I hadn't realised that either. Oh, I'm really glad We've had an idiotic eureka (laughs) moment. Idiots. Of course. Did you know that, Al? No. Oh. Oh. Okay. Of course, the Tiger King. What's going to be next? The Cheetah King? (laughs) Yeah. The Lynx King? That would be confusing if someone handed in their Lynx at the zoo. Yeah. To be um, to be sprayed, you know, links. Um, the deodorant. Yeah, the popular if, deodorant. To spray maker. on the mon- someone says, oh yeah, there's a there's a links in the in the uh, in the perfume room. A links? Tell Steve from the links enclosure. It'd be really that'd be very confusing. Speaking of dodgy links, that's that one out the way. <laughs> This is uh, still Frank Skinner, by the way, on Absolute Radio, in case you're wondering. Um, Yes. Well, yes. So. Okay. can I just (laughs) share something with you, please? Go on, share. As long as it's not a needle. That's bad. No, I wouldn't do that. Mm -hmm. No. 715. Morning, gang. Frank, you just mentioned My Fair Lady. Mm. I found out yesterday that the name comes from the way Eliza pronounced Mayfair in her Cockney tongue. My Who fair. knew? Love and hugs. That's Gregor, one of our regulars. Hi, Gregor, in Lewisham. Oh, I did not good. know that. I did not know that either. Alan? Wow. I, too, did not know that. Even Chocolate Limes didn't know that. Well, don't, don't yeah. mention that. Does he still not oh, like chocolate it? Chocolate Limes here. The Chocolate <laughs> Limes theme. <laughs> no, that, I hope like that's it, true. I really hope that's true, my fair lady. 
I think it is. I mean, it's, I've never heard any Londoner say my fear of, of Mayfair, but it's got that Dick Van Dyke sort of Cockney thing about yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Brilliant. What a um, fantastic fact. I want to use it whether it's true or not. I love that. Yeah. 156 has ten, sent us a text as well. Um, been listening to the Komodo dragon facts. If you think Komodo dragons are great, have a look at honey badgers. Fearless and indestructible, they even fight and eat poisonous snakes. They do have a nasty habit of attacking larger predators by... I'm not. I'm going to edit this because they... Uh, they go for what I think they call in um, Kung Fu Panda the tenders. Okay. Um, so I'm just I'm just what, editing the, the that a little area. bit because yes. yeah, there's a word in there that yeah. I'm not sure I want to say on the radio at this time of day. Top man. Um, but yeah. honey Actually, I'm not sure you can say top man area. anymore. No. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah, keep an eye out for the honey Look, I'd, I'd, I'd take a Komodo against an HB any day of the week. <laughs> Would you? Let's set, can we set up a? Some sort of underworld um, tournament? Probably now they're called <laughs> salted caramel badgers, aren't they? Yeah. Why do you want to set up a Komodo dragon underworld tournament? <laughs> I cannot think of anything I'd rather join less. Well, let's say if the money goes to children in need <laughs> from the uh, crowd attendance. Well, don't expect me in the front row oh, okay. if there's going to be KDs in the building. Well, I don't think it'd last. Mm. I think the KD would... Uh, where would in, you, a, in and out. What would you get a sponsor? <laughs> Where would you hold this event? Well, you know, this, um, I, the, I don't know about these things. Somewhere like um, perhaps a Greyhound, Hackney Greyhound Stadium. Does that still exist? Oh, you can't have shout. Komodo yeah, dragons in the Greyhound. Maybe track. Cradley Heath Speedway in the West Midlands. Who would you invite? <laughs> You'd invite um, local Everyone. toffs. <laughs> That's that would be my uh, that'd be my first round of phone calls. Local Toff in my I'd local Toff directory. Everyone. Who would you, you just say hi? I'm, thanks, Skinner. Uh, we're doing a Komodo <laughs> Dragon V Honey Badgers um, tournament at Cradley Hill Speedway Stadium. It's all a bit hosh hosh. I'll be straight with you, but um, what about it? It's eighty quid a ticket. Yeah. Quit. Maybe put maybe put something on there like thought it was your kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm, I'm not <laughs> emailing. Not like I'm, I'm phoning them direct. That's the personal. Oh, you talk. can't. Oh yeah. Imagine you calling Andrew Lloyd Webber, saying, <laughs> yeah. "Come to my Komodo Dragon." He's the sort of bloke that might come as long as I can. You know, it's incognito. Incognito. And he wears some um, uh, uh, full face balaclava thing. <laughs> Oh, he's got a mask, Phantom of the Opera. <laughs> I could wear that. He must have a few of them lying about. So, and probably got BAFTAs and things as well. What about if he just came with a BAFTA and held it like those people at Carnival in Venice? <laughs> Except, yeah, I think um, Andrew, it's very good is every time you stand up to go to the toilet, it doesn't go... Dun, 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 dun. That's, that's giving it away, mate. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. This is... Um, Frank Skinner. Yeah, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8 12 15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Converse with the show via frank at absoluteradio.co.uk. Boys, <clears throat> I think I may have come across the greatest celebrity revelation ever. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh oh, this that's, isn't that's... chocolate limes again, is it? <laughs> <laughs> this is a big build up, is. 
It relates to something that happened 20 years ago. Okay. I'd say it was worth the wait. Okay. Okay? Yeah. The story concerns Gary Oldman. Ah, yes. Oh, do you know his sister? Um, <laughs> Does he have a sister? I believe. Does he have a sister? Yeah, well, she was in a popular soap opera, I can't... Uh, she yeah, wasn't. Just, it's no. a little-known fact, Emily. It's totally forgivable that you didn't know it. <laughs> yeah, in case you don't understand what we're talking about, it, we, we have things like big... <laughs> called Big Moments on the show. Big Mo from EastEnders is Gary Oldman's sister, and people, whenever they told you that, would think, "I bet you don't know this." It was, it wasn't like um, May Fair Lady. Yeah, they always think it's some extraordinarily sort of high-level intel. Um, but anyway, okay. Gary Oldman, or as we call him, Big Mo's brother. Yeah. yeah. Gary Oldman, actually, I read um, a, a thing about Gary Oldman. It's probably the same thing this week. Mm. And it said, you know, it was as the age, and it said Gary Oldman, 63, and I thought oh. nominative determinism. Yeah. Oh, lovely. He's, uh, he always was going to be an old man, I suppose. Well, yeah, I remember played... him first breaking into things when he was Gary Youngman. <clears throat> ah, yes. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> So he anyway, has played a number of roles in his lifetime, but to mm. me, he will always be Dracula. Okay, <laughs> to me, I'd say Commissioner Gordon. <laughs> oh yeah, in Batman. <laughs> but he's good. He's is. very good, Gary Oldman. He, he is good. Oh, late review. <laughs> yeah, he did yeah. one film which I imagine he um, very much regrets. What's that? He played. Um, I think I know what you're going to yeah. say. Yes, we know what it is. He played. I don't yes. know what the technical term is now, but uh, he played someone uh, what he shouldn't have played. Yes, I believe it was in a Tarantino film. Um, was he? Oh, the one I'm thinking. Oh no! In this one, he was. Um, yeah. He was well, on his knees for the whole film. Oh, I know oh, what you yeah. mean. We'll discuss okay. that at another juncture. Yes, that would, we're not on air, we won't. OK, leave that to your Komodo Dragons event. OK. When... Yeah, that would probably be a suitable warm-up for the sort of crowd <laughs> I'm going to get in. <laughs> anyway, Gary Oldman. When he played Dracula, he was... Dra- Dracula. You know what, can I make a confession? I... Not sure I've ever do it seen. Every week. I don't think I've ever seen that film all the way. I've seen bits from it, but I don't think I've ever sat and watched Gary Oldman's Dracula. I went oh. to see it with my father. He said very loudly as the credits went up, "I find vampires so tiresome." Oh, right. <laughs> And that was that. I mean, he so, must have guessed from the title <laughs> that there would be some vampire themes. He was going with us because he wanted to... He thought that would make us happy. It didn't. That's but anyway... Nice. Um, but if you're going to go, you got to commit for that. You can't at the end say that was I wrong. think there'd been a spate of vampire films. Oh, it had been a spate. There was an interview with a vampire. It was vampires here, there and everywhere. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyway, in Dracula, he wore the weird lilac sunglasses, the long nails... Is it worth seeing? Should I watch it? Oh, yeah. yes. Okay. A, a G.O. film is always worth seeing. And it's very up your, your strata, Frank. You love Vlad and things, don't you? Um, By Scare Easy. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Carrie Elwes, who played a lord in one of the movies, mm. he has made a revelation about Gary Oldman this week. Okay, well, we'll come, we'll come back to that. It's a Gary Oldman cliffhanger. <laughs> I want to say Holdman. I always want to say Holdman with him. I'm getting him mixed up with Amanda Holden. The two of them are virtually interchangeable. 
Was it her or Gary Alman who starred in the West End production of Thoroughly Modern Millie? <laughs> <laughs> Cannot remember. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Yes. Can we return to the subject of Gary Oldman? Oh yes, the, you were on. You were on, you were on the verge of a revelation about Dracula. Mm, Carrie Elwes, who played, I think, the fiancé of one of uh, Dracula's unfortunate victims, Lucy. Right. Carrie Elwes, one of my all-time... Did he have any fortunate victims? (laughs) 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 People who were just drifting through life, looking for a change. I think of worse ways to go, if I'm honest. Okay. Anyway, we'll get on to that. Um, I mean, you know, lovely castle. It's a lovely mini break for two nights. It doesn't end well, but come on. Yeah, it's not easy to um, get out, if I remember the novel, though. <laughs> I thought you were going to say it's not easy to clean. I was thinking that is the thing about castles. No, they well, are the upkeep on them. Oh. I remember there used to be a theory about the Queen Mother's longevity. Oh, yeah. Was that, well, well, you see, she grew up in a lot of very drafty castles and that yeah. toughened her up. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in some quite drafty council houses. I didn't, I didn't feel any sense of it doing me good. Yeah. No. Anyway, uh, she she wasn't in the film, was she? The uh, Queen Elizabeth. No, the Queen, but Carrie right? Elwes was. <laughs> okay. And he, you may recall from the, you may recall, remember him from the Princess Bride. He has revealed this week that Gary Oldman, when they were filming the movie, slept in a coffin. Hmm. Now, this is uh, what they call method acting, of course. Yeah. And actors believe um, that if you really, really live the party, it improves your performance. Yeah. Every night, Frank. Gary slept in a coffin every night. That is... um, I wonder... Imagine him when he brought that up. (laughs) Um, I'm going to need a coffin in my uh, Winnebago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Why is that? Well, I'm going to sleep in... Oh, all right. And the undertaker's turning up and saying, do you want it on a stand, you know? And he'd say, no, it might topple when I roll over. Yeah, we don't really... uh, We don't really design them for rolling over, mate. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be awkward conversation. Incredible. That level, though, of of dedication. I I mean, (laughs) I would be so freaked... By that, can I t- can I let you into a little uh, dark secret? That's what Gary Oldman said when he asked me back to his coffee. <laughs> that's that's yeah. the trouble. I mean, if you pull on the town and you've only got a coffin back at home, it's a, it's do you a think little... he got a double? <laughs> do, you, yeah. do you think he said it's a little bijou back at mine? Yeah, I mean, you're on. You'd have to. You'd have to be those goth girls off. Um, <laughs> uh, was it MySpace? I suppose my spa- was my space going when the film he did. But do you then, think he said? Um, so. Do you think he used to say lid off or on? Oh yeah, did he sleep oh. lid off or on? Wow, that's. A, I'm guessing it was just like you know when you um, simmer and you just have the lid not quite on the saucepan. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing he's like you got to let a bit of air in. I mean, he's not literally Dracula. He doesn't need. Uh, he doesn't need. Did he have a blankie in there? <laughs> did he have a blankie in the coffin? Oh, oh, what? A blankie? What's yeah. that? Oh, oh a blankie. Yeah, that's what I call it for Ray, sorry. I'm guessing he slept in the outfit and everything. Oh, we yeah. did. He must, well, he he must you know, have. in for a fennig, in for a font, as they say in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. I set up uh, a dark <laughs> secret 
that I was going to uh, reveal. And, About you know, who? Well, the truth I forgot. So have I. <laughs> I if, forgot what it was. If anyone knows what it was, can well, you Well, what were we us? talking about? It'll come We it'll were come talking about um, Gary Oldman sleeping in the coffin and oh, how yeah. he would have struggled to bring ladies back for any hanky-panky. It wasn't yeah. a dark secret about me, though. I remember it's a dark secret about something else, but it's gone. Oh, sounds right. The problem with secrets is it's very hard to get other people to remember them for you. It, it really is. Oh, I wish. It's it a real really flaw is. in the plan, that. Well, I can always <laughs> find my parish priest. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So, um, so it gets worse. Apparently, yeah. they all live together, Carrie Elwes said. You know, having a great time. You know, it's like on set, location, everyone yeah. having fun. Not Gary. Gary lived in. Uh, a place all on his own. So he's in the coffin on his own. But this is the di- wasn't it the director who insisted on this that he should he should feel like isolated. It was Franny Ford Coppola, yes. Oh, okay. I, I do I do wonder how sad about that Gary actually was. Like, oh, poor Gary had to live by himself. He doesn't get to live in a house full of thespians. <laughs> well, <laughs> if I was going to sleep in a coffin, I think I'd want some other company around, otherwise I'd get so freaked. Yeah. It would just be... People, people oh, and I've remembered my you, dark secret. I oh, used to you? do... I you, used can't to be grave that, you can't just be that light about it. <laughs> I used to be a grave robber. <laughs> I've, oh, I've remembered my dark secret. Uh... I remember I went, to, this is not it, but I went to uh, a, the Scottish uh, National Gallery, I think it was, and they've got the death masks of Burke <laughs> yeah. and Hare. Um, you know Burke and Hare, the famous grave robbers? Mm. Yeah. And uh, the woman who was showing us around said, and, uh, you know, of course, they, you know, they, they were caught. And I said, yeah, and they were both hanged on the same day because I was worried if they staggered it, they'd keep digging each other up. <laughs> and uh, nothing. I got nothing for it. Oh. Nothing. She just looked at me. <laughs> anyway, um, what I was remembering, and you, this, I don't know if you would have done this. There's, there's a club, um, there's a comedy club um, called Jonglers in Battersea, and they, they opened oh, up yeah. another one, Al. I don't know if you ever would have done it. I can't remember what it was called. But the dressing room was a Freemason temple kind of thing. Oh. So there's a lot of strange stuff in it. You know, they're a very secret society. Yeah. And there was lots of trust exercise things. Um, and one of them, um, well, I'll give you a part example. Mm. One of them was an, a, a, a really super heavy pyramid, like a made bar, marble on a chain, and then underneath it, a thing with a hand. And you had to put your hand on it, and one of the other people had to wind it up. Oh, and if they let go, that. it would crush your hand, and it was you trusting them. Yeah. But the, what they had was a coffin with a padlock on the outside, and one of the trust exercises which you had to get in the coffin, <gasps> and they they put. I think they do it probably for seconds, but even so, you've really gotta. Yeah, you gotta believe. I mean, I don't think Gary would have stood for the pa- the padlock. Well, especially no. what if Francis Ford Coppola locked him in it? Oh man, just for extra. <laughs> Thing. You see, I don't buy the old oh, Gary. We think it's important for you to live on your own. I, no. I don't believe that he. That was why they wanted him to live on. I think he's quite method. He's becoming. A, it was. They were just getting a bit bored of the whole method thing. I think. Yeah. I figure that. I feel for the poor runner who had to go and knock on the lid in the morning and say, uh, two minutes, Mister Oldman." 
<laughs> I mean, that is... What if he died in the night? <laughs> would they have bothered to have changed him or would they have thought, well, you know, this is fate. Anyway, yeah. he didn't. Thank God he didn't. I mean, it would have saved a lot of expense. It would. It would. <laughs> I mean, it would have been crazy to transfer him. <laughs> anyway... What happens if a car hits a coffin? Does it have carbon monoxide bags? Oh, Frank. No, enough now. Enough. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Can you imagine if Daniel Day-Lewis had played Dracula? Oh, goodness me. I mean, he'd have been living on the blood of young virgins, wouldn't he? Yeah, which I'm sure the um, the contract would have had some kind of health and safety clause. Yeah, about. I just you know it's difficult. <laughs> da- well, Daniel Day Lewis appearing on the one show in bat form, <laughs> <laughs> just hanging upside. Yeah, horrible. Oh. Well, when Gary Oldman <laughs> played Churchill, mm. oh, I forgot he played Churchill. Yeah, oh, yeah. he sm- apparently he smoked thirty thousand dollars worth of cigars. He developed wow. crippling stomach pains as a result. God, they go, they they do some strange things. These, but I, here's my problem with these: is uh, it's always I like it's with got these. Be, that's so fabulously Mancunian. I love these, it with these. The uh, method actors. <laughs> it's always the big stars, and it has to be really, doesn't it? Because, like, if you're lower league, if you're further down the cast list, then. It's really, really self-indulgent, isn't it? Like when I played broken leg patient <laughs> in a, in a sitcom where I filmed for one day. If I'd actually broken my leg and then spent like six months on crutches or something, people would have been like, "He's he's not yeah. even getting a thousand pounds for this. He's doing one afternoon. No, it's, it's too much. And he's broken his own leg, and now he's like, I mean, he's he's mad that guy. No, I agree with that. I think you you do have to be uh, you, you do have, have to be, to the be star. a big star. But anyway, on the the dra- have you read you've read Dracula the uh, the oh, book yeah. the originale. There's a fabulous bit in it. Do you remember it about King Laugh? Oh, remind <laughs> me. Um, it's a great thing for <laughs> comics, actually, Al, because he talks about King Laugh and he says. Uh, does the reason he, he, he says doesn't matter where you are or what you, if King Laugh turns up, there's nothing you can do about it. It ta- and it's all about the fact that you laugh at stuff sometimes when you don't want to laugh. Oh, and so it's about a fit of the giggles kind of thing. No, it's about how laughter cuts through all the BS, if you like, and oh. it and it makes it's really for a comic. It's actually a great. Um, it sort of says, um, you know, he, he 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 just comes when he likes. He doesn't ask anyone's permission. There's nothing you oh. can do because he's the king. It's great, oh. unusual place to find a bit of philosophy about laughter, yeah. Dracula. <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> By the way, I've had a text from my sister-in-law, which has happened when the before I actually name checked her, and it, and it just said Tori Amos playing on absolute exclamation mark. Aww. As if I didn't know. <laughs> yeah. I know, but that's so lovely. Yes, excited, excited about that. Good old Tori. Uh, did we have any more um, outside you? I haven't played the outside you worldy. Yeah, um, we've got uh, hold it. Outside world, outside world. Oh, the outside world. Oh. We've had a number of people getting in touch, including Captain Cumberpatch's Curious Creations. Oh, yeah. To tell us that Gary Oldman is younger than Gary Newman. (laughs) We've had Joe, the steampunk medal maker in West Yorkshire, pointing that out to you. 
who met That's you at the Parliament of Blue Heaven, by the way. Frank. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Okay. That's a very good, it's a very good spot there. Mm. And um, it's chronology <laughs> gone crazy. <laughs> Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio. Frank, can I just share some tweets we've had with you? Mm. I think the grammar was appalling there, but never mind. Um, can I just share with you some tweets we've had? Yeah. We've had uh, Alex O'Connell. Yeah. Alex! Well, no, I don't think it's that kind of party because oh. Alex O'Connell is the... She's the, she's the, arts, she's the arts editor, editor of the, the time. Yes, I, I've heard of... Uh... So it's not really that kind of party, Al. <laughs> OK? Well, nobody calls but... Um... <laughs> I once had a really big night on the lagers with the uh, arts editor from the Times. That Alex does O'Connor. not surprise me. Okay, it uh, does a bit. <laughs> <laughs> the the arts editor at the Times, or as Al prefers to refer to her, Alex, yeah. <laughs> has shared a link to an interview with our esteemed leader Frank Skinner, saying this is such a touching interview with Frank Skinner who talks about how being a dad has changed him and a bit about his love of the romantic poets too. Great hashtag here, hashtag Wordsworth. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Cliff. Respect to Mondo. Yes, I, I'm, uh, I'm going to shamelessly plug this. Me and Denise Minor, um, we did a documentary, a three-part documentary about Boswell and Johnson's trip to Scotland for Sky Arts, and now we've done one about Wordsworth and Coleridge, the, the poets, and it starts on Tuesday, the 7th, this Tuesday on Sky Arts, 8 o'clock. I unashamedly um, plug it because the more poetry in people's lives, the better. That's the way I see it. Yep. No jokes. Lovely. <laughs> Love it. There's well, jokes in it, by the way. Oh, OK. Of course. King Laugh cannot be kept out. <laughs> King Laugh is what I'm going to call Al from now on. <laughs> Thanks. I'll take that. Um, we've actually had a text in from a subject uh, about a subject that we picked up earlier, which was um, uh, uh, what's it called? The um, the collective nouns. Oh Remember yes, we were talking about collective yes, yes. nouns. Oh yeah. Someone has said nine oh five has texted Frank Skinner. A group of sea cucumbers is called a pickle. That's my favourite one. Um, do we think that's true? I hope so. There is a, there's something on that calendar I spoke about. It was a pickle of something. I didn't think... Sea cucumbers, are they like... Um, is it like with friends like sea cucumbers who needs an enemies? Yeah. <laughs> is, it like, is it a creature or is it a, a growing thing? I, I thought it was um, a, a vegetable-y type thing, like a... I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's got cucumber in it and sea. Yeah, I just they sound salty, don't they? Yeah, they sound like it's going to be a big green thing underwater. Mm. Yeah. But that yeah. covers quite a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm. including Nessie. Yeah, quite a large part of all land mass. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's not get into that. Um, I feel we've been curtailed early, but I always... that's You know, that's a good sign when you feel like... You don't think, oh, God, still got half an hour to go. That's trouble. Oh, is it time to go? It's time to go. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. um, and um, I thank you for listening to us this morning. And you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now, get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.